Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 58 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I'm with my main man, Bill, at Super Dupaflex. Bill, how you doing, brother? Uh, doing good. Uh, it's down to the nitty-gritty in the playoffs, so all the games matter now. It's uh, it's kind of exciting. Um, you know, just hoping for a, a good finish to the year. Yeah, man, I, I'm happy. The... Uh... The league that I, I predict I'll do the best in. I'm glad I had the uh, the bye last week because I I would have only beat one of the four teams that played last week. So uh, it was a, it was a good week to have a bye and uh, hopefully trying to trying to make a couple moves. The league doesn't have a deadline, so I'm trying to strengthen the roster a little bit. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I was uh, 11 and 2 in that league, so the team is pretty good on its own, but a little strengthening here and there never hurts anything. That's right. But uh All right, Bill, we talked last week and we usually do the news, we do the game by game breakdown, but you know what? We're we're going to condense it. We're in the playoffs now. There are, you know, less and less players that truly matter cuz at this point you got four teams left, so there's only four teams worth of players to talk about. Normally, a lot of those teams have a lot of the same players, so we want to highlight those guys and maybe uh, maybe talk about some guys that you don't want to highlight so much. So we're going to do a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly from week 14. So uh, I'm going to start off first with my good, Derrick Henry. 26 rushes, 215 yards, two touchdowns. And I mean, that just gets better for him. There's there's a little Detroit mixed in there, which is which is a nice team to rush up against and uh you know, he's going to he's going to end the season pretty well. Um what about you, Bill? What what was your good for, uh, from this week? Uh my good was uh Travis Kelsey. I mean, he is just murderous right now he is uh i think he had eight catches for 136 yards and a touchdown for two weeks in a row like the exact same stat line yeah uh, 10 and 11 targets the last two weeks uh his last six weeks he's had five weeks with uh double digit targets i mean leading the league in receptions or in yardage now of all positions so um or receiving yardage i mean and I mean, he's just, I mean, he's a, a league winner, right? Like, I mean, there's no way around it. You're getting your wide, the wide receiver one, essentially. 
um, as a tight end, which is just crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane what he's doing, and I'm pulling for him. I hope he uh, he ends the season with the uh, the yardage record, uh, and not even the yardage re- record, but just being the uh, leading the league in uh, yardage because that would just be crazy for a tight end. We talk about the wasteland all the time, but uh, Travis Kelsey is the one shining example of a tight end in a in the NFL right now. So uh, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the bad now. The bad. I got Josh Jacobs, sixteen rushes, seventy four yards, no touchdowns, and I'm putting him in the bad for a couple of reasons. First one is that tweet he put out saying that he wasn't playing. Schefter and everybody was reporting on it. You know, it was like, oh man, he's not going to play. And then it was like, ha, ah, fooled you. Like, it was like, all right, like, whatever, dude. But I mean, the last three weeks, he has not gone over 55 yards in a game. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you know, I, and I, I, I mentioned 16 for 74. But that that's including his receptions. So like he he's he's not rushing for a ton of yards. You know, the the last three weeks his receptions have been one, three, and three. So it's not like he's, you know, catching five or six or seven balls a week. Kind of has been a non factor for a guy that we thought was gonna be, you know, a possible league winner hitting the stretch. Uh who's your bad, Bill? Uh my bad. I took this a different route, like uh, so bad for me was just bad news for um, Debo Samuel getting hurt again. Uh, it just seems like he can't get on the field for more than a game or two during this season. And, you know, it, it, it's just – it's too bad because every time he plays and gets – you know, he's getting targeted, he's getting yards, he's being used in a bunch of different ways. And, you know, you, now we're going to have to wait till next year before we really see anything from him. So – I mean, I think this is going to be a year to to maybe acquire him and put him on some of your teams for cheaper. Um, I was listening to Trade Addicts; they were kind of talking about like what his value is now, and you know, it's probably in the second round now for people that want to try to pick him up. So, if that's the case, um, I believe it was a Trade Addict. So, yeah, whatever. Who knows? You know, you listen to so many; it's hard to remember. But um, you know, it's just one of those things that, like. This guy, he's he just seems like he's never getting that like play all year long, and it's just you know it's it's too bad, and especially you know it'd be nice to see him be like if he's able to do it with like a backup quarterback, and then if he can do it like Ayuk has, I mean that's super promising for that team as a whole when they actually have a quarterback. So yeah, that's 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 my bad, uh, just bad news. No, and, and I love the direction you went with it. Uh... Man, I love Debo coming out of South Carolina. And I, I do feel he's the most talented wide receiver on that team. But, I mean, if you're not on the field, it doesn't matter. And Ayuk has, Ayuk has proven that he he should be out there. And he he's talented as well. And if they can ever get the quarterback, whether that's Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle all on the field at the same time, that that's – that's tough to to stop, man. Who do you cover? Who do you leave open? I mean, very difficult. Plus the the zone run scheme that they have, you know, you got to stop the running back too, which is difficult. 
Uh, but I, I like that one, Bill. So I'm gonna go with the ugly, and I, I'm gonna apologize to anyone who who asked me about Geo, and I said it, it's Dallas, man. Like people run on Dallas. Like pe- people destroy Dallas in, in the ground game. Six, six total touches and 23 yards, and he fumbled on I think the first play of the game, and then. For some reason, the coach decided to bench him, and then it was a whole thing, and he got back in later. But it just – comedy of errors. I, I've been a big Geo fan for a while, but, you know, at this point, he is looking like – he's looking like he's at best part of a uh, – part of a committee and, you know, a guy who's maybe a, a better play when he's getting seven to – you know, 12 touches as opposed to getting, you know, 15 to 20 touches a game. And I, I'm sorry, people, if, if you talk to me about Geo, I said, play Geo this week. It's Dallas. Let's go. It's going to be a big game. And it, it didn't turn out that way. What about you? Bill? Who's your ugly? Uh, my ugly is uh, Cam Newton. Uh, it's uh, three weeks in a row where this week was the most passing yards he's had. And that was 119. I mean, it's just awful. Like, I mean, you are so reliant on him, you know, getting rushing touchdowns for you to really have even a good week from him as a quarterback. So as promising as he looked early in the season, you know, it's just gone way downhill. And I don't know what the reason is. Maybe he's, maybe he's hurt. Maybe, you know, they're just as it's his weapons, you know, I mean, it's probably a combination of everything, but I mean, I don't know what I'd do with Cam. I mean, I'm trying to move him for anything right now because I just I don't I'm not sure we're gonna see him get the opportunity that he did this year, uh many other places, other than being like a bridge quarterback for somebody. So I I I wanna play a little game with you, Bill. Can you guess how many games Cam Newton has had this season where he's passed for over 200 yards i cannot so let let me just uh so we're 13 weeks into the season for games yep okay so i'm gonna say four he has done that three times wow i mean how do you and and it's not he's how many rushing touchdowns does he have um let me look that up real quick because i'm on i'm on his uh his passing stats right now gotcha yeah sorry but no, no, no problem, man. Um, you ch- you chatted up while I look for this because it, there's something else interesting I want to uh, I want to say after that. Say that again. Uh, you chatted up while I'm looking up his. Oh yeah. Because there's something else I want to say after that too. Yeah. So I did hear Edelman's coming back um, potentially. So I mean, I guess that's a positive sign. Um, you know, maybe there's a wide receiver that does know what he's doing, um, but. I, I just think that that team as a whole is just, I mean, they're, they're winning enough, I guess. So, um, you know, that's okay. Uh, I mean, they're doing a pretty good job for the talent they have, but it just seems like I can't imagine they go into next season with cam, um, you know, especially once they threw, uh, what's his name back in, uh, after the fact, uh, uh the second year player, I can't even remember his name already. Stidham. 
Stidham, yes, thank you. Um, you know me in names. I can't remember any of them. So, I mean, you remember all the good players' names. So Let me pass back. it back to you, Jack. <laughs> so, uh, Cam has 11 rushing touchdowns on the season. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, can he keep that up over the years? And, I mean, is that something you want your quarterback to be doing at the age of 30, 31, um, 32? You know, it's just, it's just one of those things that sooner or later, and I mean, he's he's been awesome his whole career, and he is like a linebacker. I mean, he's a huge dude, but yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, Superman is going to run into his kryptonite at some point, and I, th- I think he's starting to uh, run into it a bit now. And he has only five passing touchdowns. So... I mean, think about that from your quarterback with 11 rushing touchdowns and five passing touchdowns. That's yeah, so that's, that's one touchdown a game, one point something a game. And, that I mean, that's that's bad, 1.25-ish. And, yeah. I mean, how do you – how can you go into that seat? I mean, you are so reliant on your uh, your defense to, you know, keep, keep it close because scoring those amount of points is just not – it's not feasible to be a playoff team, you know, with that sort of uh, quarterbacking. So, yeah, it's a it, it's pretty uh, pretty ugly. Yeah, and I mean, one one hundred and nineteen yards. And to be to be honest with you, this is the first game since week eleven that he's thrown triple digits in yards so like you know week 11 (laughs) was the end of november and we were like closing in on christmas you know that that's that's not good that's not good and and this is a guy that a lot of people were happy you know, maybe they had their startups going already and they had taken them in the 15th round of their startup or the, you know, the 18th round. They were like, yeah, he's on a team. And even even at that part of the draft, it really hasn't done much for you. I mean, the first three weeks he was kind of on fire and then it was like, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him next year, you know. I don't think anyone brings him in as a starter, but does someone try to bring him in as a backup? Does he even want that? I mean, he's made so much money at some point, you know, I mean, who knows how much he loves the game. Right. And that's all what it's going to boil down to or how much, you know, is his ego tempered enough to where he's able to just teach the young guy, you know, or something like that. Like those are going to be really important factors because if I'm him and I've made so much money in the league, I'm not going to deal with that nonsense. I'll go about my life, you know, unless I just so, um, you know, so love football that I just want to stay in it. And maybe that's going to be a career I go to beyond, you know, playing days. So in in 10 seasons in the league, Cam has made $122.5 million. So just playing football, never mind anything else that he, uh, Right. Stands in. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's not his thing. Maybe, you know, he's either a starter or he, you know, he retires and he does something else. That'll be interesting to see during the offseason. 
But uh, all right, man, we got through that, and now we get to do what we love to do and talk about what we saw on the on the timeline. So this is uh, this looks like it's from a uh, Good Morning Football at GMFB. Uh, the non QB who has been the most unstoppable player in all of football this season is. So, Bill, I'm going to let you go first. Who has been unstoppable this season? So I had it down to two in our notes. I kind of told you the two I was thinking about. Yep. Um, so I was get, hoping you would go so that I would just pick the other one. But you might not have one of those two guys. So I don't. So okay, uh, cool. that's why I'm, so I'm going to go with the one I think is the most dominant of those two. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Like he is literally just like, I mean, two touchdowns a week, you know, just, I mean, if you look at his fantasy point scoring compared to any other wide receiver per game is just ludicrous. Like, I mean, he is so far above everybody else. And um, he is, I mean, we could go, I could have gone with the other guy that we just discussed earlier, oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to go with uh, as unstoppable. I think it's Devante. Like he, every single game, I don't think he's had one stinker. Uh, I, I like that. Um, the only thing that can hold Devonte back from dominating any team at any time is injury. And if he's healthy, he is, I mean, probably a, a closest thing to an automatic start as there is in the league. So uh, I love that one. The one I was thinking about was actually you're good from this week, Bill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, the dude is, is just dominant. He is the clear number one at his position with really no argument, uh, you know, and, and nobody at any other position can really say that, you know, there's always an argument for this guy or that guy. And uh, listen, don't come at me with the, what about Darren Waller? And what about George Kittle? Great players in their own right. But Travis Kelsey is in a tier of his own and it's because he can consistently have, 100, 130 yard weeks and a touchdown. And, you know, I think he may have had like one stinker this year. But I mean, for the most part, you know, in a league where the position isn't very good, he is, I mean, right now on pace to be the yardage leader in the league, not amongst tight ends, not in Kansas City, not in the AFC, in the entire league. So, I mean, my my guy was Travis Kelsey, but I mean, can't argue with Devonte Adams. The other guy that uh, that we had on here as a possible talking point was Derrick Henry. Yep, you could so put him in all three positions covered. <laughs> there you go. You know, uh, and we're now going into quarterback. So you're right, <laughs> but, but no, man, that, that's a great question because I mean, it's funny, and we can relate this to to fantasy. You know, if you have one of these guys on your team you know, you're like, yeah, like these guys are instant, you know, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I'm probably on my best dynasty team right now. I have Devante and Travis Kelsey. So it's like, I, I experience both of those guys every week, but you also know when you are playing a team that has Derrick Henry on it, you just, you close your eyes, you hope for the best. <laughs> you're like, Oh God, please don't, please don't put 50 on me this week. You know, it, it's, you definitely know when you're playing one of those guys because you sure. look at you look at the other team's roster and you go, 
oh man, this guy, <laughs> oh, you know, and you're like, you're like, well, maybe, maybe he won't be good this week. You try rationalizing what yourself, well, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they won't uh, run him 25 times this week, eh? or maybe they won't throw it to him this week. And <laughs> at the end, at the end of the game, you're like, ah, oh, they did, they did what they always do. <laughs> and, and, you know, that guy drops a bunch of points on you. So uh, that was a great thinking exercise because, um, you know, there have been, there have been a few guys that are, that are definitely in that conversation, but we're going to move on to the next one from Matt FF dynasty, American football at Matt FF dynasty. So who is the one main guy you will be targeting in your trades during the off season? And why is it Denzel Mims? So, so we know Matt is obviously uh, going to grab as much Denzel Mims as he can get his hands on. But, but Bill, who's that one guy you're targeting right now? Maybe if you're uh, if you're rebuilding a team and there's a trade deadline still going on, or uh, or there's no trade deadline going on, or a guy that you're kind of eyeing up for the uh, the off season or the not point scoring season as our main man dynasty outhouse would say. Yeah. I was trying to think about like during the off season, like who am I going to be going after a lot? Just cause I feel like maybe their value isn't where it will be, you know, once the season starts next year. And um, the first one that popped into my mind was Irv Smith. Um, I think like he is a pretty inexpensive acquisition at the moment. So like, I, I don't think you have to give up a ton for him. People start getting a little down on tight ends after a couple of years of not really, like, showing well. And, you know, you got to remember the guy's still 22 years old. So, I mean, he's so young compared to most tight ends that come onto the league. I mean, there's rookies that are 24 years old tight ends. So, I mean, he's still two years. He'll have four years in, and there'll be rookies coming out the same age as him. So, he, you know, we kind of talked about this last – I think it was last week. I don't know. It was on a show I was on, you know, you know, me and my brain Uh, anyway, uh, where it's just like, Oh, I was actually on junkies and, um, you know, he, he's just, so he kind of has that, you know, he's way ahead of the game because like Ebron was kind of, and you know, you just have so many years to progress and still he's so young and just throw him on the bench, hope for the best. And I can't imagine you have to pay more than like a late second for him now. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Um, I don't think his his price is going to be high, and he he actually is a guy that I always try to get as a slightly more expensive throw in. Um, he's not quite at throw in level, but you know a lot of guys. You know, if you're like, hey, we're a little bit off, can you throw an Earth Smith? You usually don't fight back too much on that, so. Uh, I, I love that one. I'm actually going to go with uh, Denzel Mims' current teammate uh, in Superflex Leagues, uh, Sam Darnold. Um, we know he's not going to be the guy next year for the Jets. That's uh, that's a given. It's either going to be um, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, uh, depending on what the records play out to be. But Sam Darnold is is going somewhere. He's he's not going to be in Jersey in Jersey. They actually play in New Jersey, but he's not going to be a New York Jet. So where is he going to go? I don't know. Maybe he gets traded to the Colts. Maybe he gets 
traded to San Francisco. Uh, maybe, you know, there are a couple teams around the league that are going to need a guy. And I think that any team that's going to trade for him is going to at least let him battle for a starting spot. Maybe they don't give it to him outright. But um, one rumor I actually heard was that um, uh, John Elway will be looking to bring in a higher-powered, at least backup in Denver. And if that's Sam Darnold, that that could be a you know that could be a QB uh, race there to see who the better guy is. And if Sam Darnold can can win that race, man, I mean, you got Sam Darnold all of a sudden throwing to Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy and Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, you know, and they still have Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. I mean, all of a sudden he gets a massive upgrade all over the place on that team, better defense, better offensive line. And who knows? I mean, the sky's the limit. And I feel like even in a super flex league, I mean, by the time the draft comes around, what are we spending a late second? Maybe. I mean, there might be some places where you can get them for a third because the current Sam Darnold owner is watching him put up, three-point games, six-point games, and they feel like if they can get anything to get out of it, they'll be happy. So that's my guy. Sam Darnold's my guy. Um, Jerry, Jerry's got a good one here. Brian Edwards, maybe. Um, you you ain't, getting, you ain't getting them for a discount from me. I know that, and I have them in a lot of places. So, But no, Jerry, I like that one. I think that's a guy who uh, injuries have kind of sapped them and You know, it looks like Derek Carr has had issues getting on the same page with his rookies. I mean, him and Ruggs have hooked up on a couple of big plays, but it hasn't been anything consistent. Uh, So so that's a good one. And Jerry also said maybe the Bears put a call to uh, to the Jets to try to make a trade for for Darnold, which I mean, wouldn't be a bad place for him because what's the competition there? Mitch will be out. I don't know if Nick Foles' contract is one of those that they can easily uh, opt out of and uh, and and cut them. So, but even if Nick Foles is the competition, I mean, does that really put a lot of fear in your heart? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like Sam Darnold is still the the best quarterback in that in that room if if he gets traded there. So. Yeah, I, I, I like all those ideas. So, uh, I just looked up Foles' contract, and he's um, it's kind of a, a decent sized cap hit, uh, if they cut him before uh, 2022. Okay, I mean, it's not ridiculous, but I, I think he would end up just staying on the team, yeah, at least for next year. But yeah, just having a veteran and then a young guy, if they end up deciding to move on from Trubisky, that's not a bad potential, um, you know, move if they really are higher on him. Um, but yeah, and go, moving on to the, like the original tweet with the Mims, I think Mims is a fantastic one, honestly, like playing with a, a garbage coach in a garbage system with a, a, you know, a quarterback who seems a little lost at the moment, just in that system. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's a really good 
person that you can acquire, but I think he's really going, there's so many people saying Mims right now that I don't think you're going to be able to get them for any sort of discount that you probably should. Um, and everybody's just aware that he's shown enough this year that like, I mean, you're still going to have to probably pay like an early second for him at a minimum, I would imagine. And that's where he was kind of getting drafted anyway. So it's not like you're getting this discount on him after his rookie season. Um, I, I do. I do like Mims. And if, I can get him for a discount. I will try to get him. I I agree with you, Bill. I don't think that discount is really out there in most situations. But I will say I did get myself a share of Mims um, in a 14-team Superflex. I traded Adam Thielen for a late first and Denzel Mims. So, like um, you know, it's a team I didn't make the playoffs. Uh, I traded him to a playoff team. I think that team may have actually got kicked out of the playoffs uh, because uh, Adam Thielen did not have a great week last week. But uh, hey, I got my first, and I got my uh, I got my Denzel Mims. So yeah, and, and you got to look towards the future. I mean, he's going to be catching passes from Lawrence or Fields. That quarterback is going to entice a talented or hopefully talented head coach over there. You're not going to be kind of picking from the Adam Gases and the Matt Naggies of the world, you're probably getting, you know, a at least supposed upgrade at the head coaching position. And then how can it not be? Yeah. You, yeah. You would think from, from Adam Gase, anything is, is better than Adam Gase, but yeah, I mean, if he's, if he's getting passes thrown to him by Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, all of a sudden, and, and who else is there? I mean, you know, I, w- I was talking about this yesterday. I, I was on the uh, the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast with Larry Monkey, and we, you know we're talking about like we we elevate in the in the fantasy community the Jamison Crowders and the Brashad Perrimans of the world because they're on the Jets. If they if they were the second or third player for the Cowboys or even the Lions behind like Galladay and Marvin Jones, like we wouldn't even talk about these guys. But because they're on the Jets and they're the only game in town, we elevate them. But Mims is going to be there, and I can't believe with the plethora of picks the New York Jets have, they're not bringing at least one other receiving option in there, probably multiple receiving options in there, plus free agency. So, I mean, there's going to be there's also going to be some real deal players that maybe can also take some pressure off of Mims and help him excel. So, yeah, I mean, if you can get them for a discount, you know, go get yourself some Mims, but you're probably paying whatever the person paid last year at the minimum to get them, which is a high second. And, and I don't mind paying that, you know, that, that's okay. Like I'm, I'm totally fine with that, but just, I mean, I haven't really dug into the rookies much. I try to kind of keep in a bubble in regards to that until off season. So, right. Like, I don't know who's available at that point, but I'd much prefer a, a wide receiver that's shown something his rookie year over somebody that I haven't seen play in the league yet. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still okay paying. And when we say discount, I mean, you don't have to buy every player to discount. If it's somebody that you see, you know, trending upwards, like, it's okay paying even slightly over market just to get him because if you think next year he's going to be worth two firsts or something, then, like, it really doesn't matter what you pay 
Like, you know, if you pay a late first instead of an early second, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And this, you know, and we play the game and it's called Dynasty, but this is also, you know, we always look at it, you know, and I even made mention of the trade I made, you know, to team and I missed the playoffs by a game and, you know, I, I traded Thielen and I got a first and I got Mims. But th- these are also deals that contenders can make if you're if you're trading, you know, an older guy, even, let's even use Thielen. If you're on a contender, you know, you just say, oh, man, you know, Thielen, you know, let's see if anyone out there wants anything for him. Maybe another, maybe another contender wants him. And you get, you know, Mims and you get a little younger at the wide receiver or at the running back position. Maybe it's a cross position trade. And it's like, hey, you know, there's a little bit of a gap. Can you throw Mims in there? Now, not only have you, you know, maybe bolstered another position but now you've given yourself a a young chip that's going to kind of grow and keep your dynasty going so Denzel Mims is kind of a guy I think you can get no matter what position you are in in your league right now and you're going to be happy with the results possibly as soon as next year so uh that was a good one Matt uh Denzel Mims you know I think Bill and I are giving our seal of approval go get him if you can get him all right, so the, this next one is from our main man, Dynasty Outhouse, at Dynasty Outhouse. And this is a real interesting question. Uh, this is one of the big reasons why I think potential points is insanely flawed as a means for rookie draft order. Why should having Ty Johnson and Dan Arnold on your bench cause you draft? Cause you draft. I think he might cost you draft. Cost you, yeah. Yeah. Um, Players you would never dream to actually start shouldn't affect your draft spot. So, Bill, I, wa- I want you to start out because uh, you use – I know we're in Superflex Army 2 together, and you use potential points. So I, I want to, you know, get you know get into the mind of the commissioner. Um, why do you use potential points? So I'm looking at this, yeah, as a commissioner. And so my thought process is I want to have to manage the least amount of possible. So if if I can prevent people from quote unquote tanking and they start a crap lineup, well, because they're gonna they want to lose the game, I mean then you're ruining the integrity of the league, right? Because teams that played that guy earlier in the season didn't get that, you know potential free win that somebody that plays them later in the year. So, and I think losses win loss is just the worst way as for a commissioner, because they have to monitor all of that. Whereas potential points, because you're essentially taking the best point total, you know, basically a best ball lineup for the, the, the week it's going to um, – you don't have to worry about people, quote, unquote, tanking their starting lineup. And so that's kind of where I lean. Um, I think that there's always – neck, like there's always going to be something that can be abused. And I would much rather have it to where maybe a team kind of loses based on potential points, um, you know, a few draft spots. Um, because they're deeper than another team. Because you got to think, like, when a team destroys, like, their whole lineup or roster to move up a few spots and to get pick 102 instead of 104, 
they're doing way more damage to their team than just a player, you know, than the team who didn't like just destroy their whole roster. And, and so that's kind of my argument as to why I think potential points is the best setup. Nothing is infallible. There's going to be a problem with, you know, you're always going to run into circumstances where it's not ideal, but at least from my experience, that is uh, potential points is the best option of the options in my opinion. All right. So I I'm going, I'm going to give my two cents on, on potential points and, and I want to preface it by saying this, listen, everybody play, play in the leagues that you have fun in. Like just because I say yes or no to something doesn't mean that you can't have an opposite opinion on it because guess what, man, some people love PPR some people hate tight end premium. Some people love two tight end leagues. I mean, that's the great thing about fantasy. You know, it's like ice cream. There's a bunch of different flavors and they they all taste good. So, you know, eat your favorite flavor and go with it. I, I am not a potential points fan just because, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure Outhouse would agree with me on this because I've heard him say it before. It that's potential point seems like you were trying to regulate bad owners in your league instead of just kicking them out and getting good owners in your league. And I and I'm not I'm not saying that as a you know derogatory thing towards anyone because that's not but it's just kind of the the psychology behind it, not so much the you know potential points or not potential points. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, for example, if I decide this week I want to start Zeke Elliott over Wayne Gallman, you know, week one, that would, you know, you would have been like, you're tanking, dude. You're starting, you're starting Wayne Gallman. Like, you know, Zeke is here and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if I see a matchup, that I think is better for a guy, even if it's for a stud, I may try to put that guy in. And it's almost like you are telling me that the the lineup I selected was incorrect. So you're going to give me the correct lineup. And and look, that, that's just my opinion on it. You know, we, I play in a league with you in Superflex Army 2 that has potential points. And honestly, I say this all the time. Rules are rules. Obviously, don't play with rules that you hate. But I'm definitely more about, like, I play with people that I like. I love Superflex Army, too. You're in it. We got John Bauer in it. Rocky from the Junkies is in it. Uh, Dave from the UK is in it. I mean, we have there's so many cool guys in that league that, honestly, you could make it a two tight end league, and I would probably play, even though I hate two tight end leagues. But, like, the group of guys in there is so cool that I'm not going to let a little thing like potential points turn me off. You know what I mean? But it's definitely something if, if a, a random Twitter league was going to start and there someone said, Hey man, like uh, I'm in this league, you, you know, I'm starting this league. Would you like to join? Like here are the rules and I don't know anyone in it. And I saw potential points. I would probably be like, ah, oh, man, like, no, no, thanks. You know, I appreciate you reaching out, but, uh, uh, you know, I, 
don't want to play. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just my opinion on it. But I get it because, you know, Bill commissions a lot more leagues than I do. I only commission one league. And uh, I actually only reason why I'm doing that is because I did it for a friend. <laughs> so and, and Bill commissions what a handful of leagues, right? Five, six leagues more than that. Yeah, we're at seven or eight, seven or eight. So, you know, obviously. And listen, by the way, commissioners should be doing that. Commissioners, as long as the league is still fun, should be trying to make the job as easy on themselves as humanly possible because it is a is a very difficult and thankless job. So I understand trying to make the job as easy as possible. Well, and just to kind of like maybe say one point, and I agree, like there's no right answer for this, really. I mean, it's just as a commissioner, I'm doing what's going to be the easiest for me. And that's to me is the easiest. There's, I don't have to worry about any of the nonsense. And a lot of the leagues that I am commissioner of are randoms, right? It's now that I, you know, started getting to podcasting and I'm able to select people, you know, for my leagues a little easier than I did when I started out in dynasty. Like, I feel like it's probably not as big of an issue um, now because I know I have good owners in the league, but yeah, um, and those other leagues where it's just, you know, people that we all just found each other on a message board or on Twitter and um, all of a sudden we're in a league, like you don't know anybody, you don't know their background, you don't know any of that kind of stuff. And yes, of course, like if, like with Russ and Trade Addicts, like he gets to pick everybody, you know, he's like, you know, he knows everybody that's in all of those leagues essentially. So, um, I mean, I know it's random, but he gets to select who's in the random and, <laughs> you know, so um so that kind of works in his advantage or you know to his advantage in that but like your your you know your point about the uh you know you're maybe taking like i'm you feel like you're being discredited for your lineup decision if something happens well my thought process in that is like okay yeah but that shows that you have depth on your team and that means that your team's good good because you have depth and that unfortunately is going to affect you negatively when it comes to potential points yes but that could be an argument that your team is stronger than another team who doesn't score as many potential points because they don't have the same depth that you do. And so that's just another way to potentially like, you know, it's just a different way of looking at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'm not saying like one of us is right or wrong. It's just what we kind of prefer. And I'm, I'm totally looking at this as a commissioner. Yeah. I mean, I would be all for just doing, you know, record or whatever, but I've just in those random leagues, I've seen so many people abuse it and it's unfortunate. And the problem is it's you have to end up doing something about it. And so that's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to have to do that. And so like I've, I've seen it, we've had it where, you know, and it just destroys the league because everybody's pissed and, you know, cause this guy's tank completely tanking and setting like ridiculous lineups and, you know, and that, that was probably a bylaw issue, you know, early on and, you know, it's live and learn. And it's just one of these things that's like, I don't have to worry about it. This is totally, totally it. And, um, but yeah, I get, I, I understand the argument both ways, exactly like what you said. It's just, you know, that, that it's a, it's a fun conversation. It comes up every year, um, you know, and, and you're never going to get everybody to agree on it. And, and that's okay. Like, I'm not totally passionate about it. If I am a person playing in a league, like that's not, like you said, it's not going to necessarily determine whether I take, you know, I jump in a league or not, but, um, 
you know, but it's something for the commissioner that they don't have to worry about. And I'm all for that. Yeah. And I'll speak for you for a quick second. You know, I'm blessed and I'm sure you feel the same way, Bill, that like I, I have a, a very small platform, but I have a big enough platform to where like people are asking me to play in their league. So I can be really, you know, I, I can really pick and choose what I want to, which leagues I want to be in, which rules I, I want as part of these leagues. And, you know, but I'm definitely the person where I'm like, the rules don't really matter. Like if I'm in a league with a bunch of cool people, like th- those are the leagues that, you know, I enjoy the most because, you know, you have that level of trash talk and you have that level of, you know, joking around and, uh, you know, the, the chats, the league chats are usually lit, you know, people are usually going back and forth and, you know, I know in Superflex Army too. Every week of the playoffs, I've been like, "Hey man, I I got a Kenyan Drake if anybody wants it." And you know, nobody nobody takes me up on Kenyan Drake. He's been doing well, guys. You yeah, I see this week because Edmonds is hurt, so yeah. he's getting all the touches. Guess what? Saturday, you know, it, it comes every Saturday. Hey guys, uh, there's a Kenyan Drake hanging out if you uh, if you want him. Uh, and but you know that that's a cool thing. I mean, right before we came on today, you know, in that chat. Uh, uh, one of the guys in there was like, Hey man, send out a bunch of offers, check your, you know, check your inbox, tell me what you like. And right before we came on the show, I traded drew lock for Daniel Jones, you know, and I'm happy with it. I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, the guy who made the trade with me is in the playoffs right now. And he's, you know, he is, uh, he doesn't want Daniel Jones on his team because Daniel Jones is hurt. And, you know, drew lock is a healthy body right now. So. You know, I traded a healthy body for a team that uh, did not do very well. Uh, even though I got on a little bit of a win streak, unbeknownst to me, but a little bit of a win streak at the end of the season. But uh, you know, you know, I, I feel like I upgraded at, at a quarterback position. But you yeah. know, hey, I, I'm not in it, so you know, him not playing doesn't bother me one one bit or the, one bit. So, uh, but yeah, those are the kind of leagues I like, man. You know, people are chatting, people are. You know, they're active leagues like Superflex Army is always active. There's always people trying to shoot trades in and out. People are always, you know, on the waiver wire. You know, Bill last week is, is picking up Darius Geis in a, in a real slick move. Um, and those are the kind of leagues I like. So, you know, hey, if there's if there's a little thing like potential points and, you know, we, we get on, we get into these groups, it's like, uh, potential points, no potential points, trade deadline, no trade line. You know, there's these like these epic brawls break out between the, the two sides. And it's just kind of like, hey, you know what? Like some people are going to like chocolate ice cream. Some people are going to like vanilla. And, you know, yeah, no right all, or wrong. It's all ice cream. It all tastes good. J- just enjoy what you enjoy. So, uh, all right, man, we got we're going to move on here to uh to Boyd Killingworth at Dynasty Boyd. Who is your tight end one in Dynasty? Uh, the choices are Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Bill, I'll let you go first. So I'm going George Kittle. Um, I mean, I know that Kelsey's going crazy this, this year. And I mean, I just think with Kittle, I think he's like four or five years younger. Um, 
if you take away like I'm just using Superflex Army scoring right now, but if you look at um, points per game for uh, Kelsey, he's at like 24, and Kittle is at uh, like 19.9 or something like that. But if you take away the game he got injured in where he didn't play the full game, he was averaging 22 points a game, Kittle was. So he is only two points behind Kelsey, what Kelsey's doing this year. So that is my answer. I think it's a – I'm just buying the years, and, I mean, I, I do – he's doing this with Garoppolo and a backup quarterback. Um, I would expect that he won't be doing worse with a better quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I'm going I'm going Kittle. So, I mean, listen, we, we, can, all, we can all give a wrong answer every once in a while. And um, here, we're going to hear it now. <laughs> Uh, we, we are not because I, I am going to pick uh, the tight end one, uh, the man who has been the tight end one since uh, all of us were just glimmers in our dad's eyes, as they say. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, I mean, you you are correct. There is one part of that that was correct. Uh, all of Tra- it. Travis Kelsey is four years younger than uh, – or George Kittle is four years younger than Travis Kelsey. Uh but that's about it. That that's that's where you you get the advantage. Um, yes, you, you would think that with a better quarterback, um, George Kittle will perform better. But well, and I, I'm not even saying that per se. I'm just saying like you know, it's it won't be worse. I don't think. I'm I'm curious to see if and it, the, trust me, the way both guys have been this season, it's a big if. But if Debo and Brandon Ayuk are healthy, does that cut into what George Kittle does? I understand that George Kittle is the number one receiving option on that team. I don't think that is uh, debatable. But, you know, Travis Kelsey, he just does it every year, and I think he's going to keep doing it until – I have to see the drop off before I believe that someone else is the tight end one. And so in dynasty, let's face it, I'm looking, you know, like two to three years max. And I think Travis Kelsey is going to be the tight end one for most of those next two to three years. Okay. So just um, like if you were in a startup, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you, I, it's, you know, your typical 1.5 uh, tight okay. end. Uh, like, where do you think you're taking Kelsey? Super flex, I'm assuming. Sure. He's, he's probably like a high second. Okay. And where is Kittle for you? He's probably, he's probably like a, a mid second. I mean, I don't, I don't think <laughs> the gap between them is, I mean, maybe five picks max is the gap between the two guys, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's super close. So like for that being the case, like I'm totally willing to buy four years. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. I, I get that I'm giving up a, a few points a, a game. Um, and it's just a man. It's just, I get it though. I mean, how do you turn down, you know, what he's doing this year? It's just insane um, at that position, but like I said, Kelsey wasn't that far behind him. I mean, I'm sorry, Kittle wasn't that far behind him uh, before he got hurt. So, uh, 
Yeah. I mean, that's a fun one. I mean, it's, this has been an argument the last few years. So it's just like, you know, I don't think we're going to see anybody overtake those two guys, uh, you know, anytime soon. Like I can't, who was, who's the most likely player to overtake either of those guys? Kettle, uh, Kettle or Kelsey. Mm. I mean, most likely players probably Waller. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's really the only answer, I think, because yeah, there's a huge drop after him. Now, now I, I will say, I think four years from now, I think we're going to see a lot of guys come together, kind of like uh, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. I think we're going to see those guys ascend, but I, I still think those guys need three or four years before we start talking, you know, because then obviously Travis Kelsey in four years is going to be 35, 36. That'll be Jason Witten. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, then Kittle will probably ascend because it's four years. He's 31. He's kind of where Kelsey is now. Yeah. Prime. And then, you know, I think you're going to see the, the Noah Fant, the TJ Hawkinson, you know, Kyle Pitts, if he's all he's supposed to be cracked up to be, will, you know, be in the league for four years. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we're seeing a guy, we're seeing Travis Kelsey, who is historic and has been historic for a while. And I mean, we're going to be talking about him, you know, like a, like a Tony Gonzalez, like a, you know, a Gronk when Gronk was really in his prime and dominant. Even Jimmy Graham, when he was in his prime and dominated, you know, those three years. <laughs> hey, listen, they were an amazing three years. They were, uh, and just so everybody knows, the the results in the poll was Kelsey sixty three and a half percent to thirty six and a half percent for Kittle. So I am in the minority. Uh, Josh is. Uh, I'm a hipster. Josh is mainstream. There listen, you have it. Listen, I'm I'm a boomer, and I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> No, and and actually, you know, you, you talked about the poll results, and I was actually surprised by that, and not because I don't think obviously I I picked Travis Kelsey, so I think he's good, but we get so wrapped up sometimes in dynasty. Who's the younger guy? You know, like we'll talk about two guys that we think are close in talent, and we'll go, well, just give me the younger guy. So I'm act- I'm actually really surprised. And maybe it's because, you know, Kittle this season has dealt with all, you know, all of the injuries and mm-hmm. it's kind of that, uh, that recency bias, but I mean, he gets banged up. I mean, it's not, it's not just this year. He's got banged right. up last year too. And, and so there is that, you know, there's in the back of your mind, probably, you know, um, that if you haven't seen him play a full year in a few years. So, I mean, I get that. Yeah. So, I mean, It'll it'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch next year and for mm-hmm. the next couple of years to see. Like, but I'll take both of them seriously. Like, give me both of those guys. <laughs> and, and you know what? I mean, it's funny. And obviously, you always have to kind of look at what you're doing, especially in a startup, and kind of map out how your team is going to look if you take a certain guy here as opposed to another guy. But man, you know, I like so many others usually like to trade out of the first round or, you know, pick up picks. I mean, my, my theory has always been give me the most picks in the top 50. You know, I don't care about, I don't care about having, you know, a first round pick or, you know, but if I can get a, you know, a couple of seconds and a couple of thirds and, and a couple of fourths, I feel like those are, you know, 
your team ends up looking a lot better than maybe taking the one big time stud in the first round. But man, if, if, if you wanted to be bold and get, you know, Kittle and Kelsey on the same team. And I, and I actually did that in, um, in a league that drafted three years ago, I, I had Kittle and Kelsey on the same team and I, I ended up trading Kittle away in a package that got me Dalvin cook. But like I had those two guys for the first two years on that team. Like it was really nice just watching those guys go off every week because everyone else in the league was at a severe disadvantage because, you know, those, those were the two guys. And then, you know, then, you know, Darren Waller popped off last year and that was nice for everyone. But yeah, at a position where there's really what three guys, I mean, we thought, Mark Andrews was going to make his ascent into that territory. And, you know, that hasn't happened. And, you know, Zach Ertz, we thought, you know, he's always top three, top four. He's, he's fallen off and none of the young guys have really ascended into that territory. Yet. So um, you would have a, you would have a very big advantage if you somehow got Kittle and Kelsey uh, on your team. So that's just something to think about something to have fun with in a startup. Yeah, it's, that's one of the ones I'm, I'm not 100% sold on that just because you typically only have to start one tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so your second tight end is essentially a flex that you could probably replace with like a, you know, a wide receiver or something. So you just got to, you're really banking on those two guys um, doing what they've been doing. And like I, if you believe that, which obviously Josh and I do, I mean, you can do that, but there is a lot of risk because that position does get hurt more. So, I mean, I guess that's a good and bad, you know, you always have that replacement for the tight end position, you know, but um, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're getting a little bit more aggressive when you do something like that. Uh, Cause you really have to replace those other positions, but wide receiver is so much more replaceable than tight end. So uh, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to try, um, but you're going to look at your team afterwards and go, oh, man, like I'm rough at insert position here, you know. And But but even even running back is like that. I mean, I mean, we're talking about guys, you know, Wayne Gallman might win you your league this year, you know, because he's on your team. You know, we've we've trotted out Gio Bernard at points. We've trotted out um, DeAndre Washington at points, you know, like. I mean, it's not as sexy as wide receiver, but there are definitely guys that can can fill in. James Robinson, in most startups, wasn't even drafted, and he's come in. So we we have those guys, but nah, man, this that's a good that's just a good discussion because I'm sure in a lot of leagues there are there's a guy like me who's saying, you know, you can give me the older Travis Kelsey, and I'll just continue to have the guy who's I think been the tight end one for five straight years now I'll continue. and there are people like Bill who are like, yeah, you know what, Travis or George Kittle's not that far behind and he's four years younger, you know, and, and you know, probably in most leagues, it's probably split. Like we are 50, 50, you know, half the league is probably like, yeah, you know, if I get a chance to take Travis Kelsey, he's my guy. And the other half of the league is probably like, Oh, if I get George Kittle, you know, that's my guy. So it, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good talk. And the poll, you know, right now is 60, 535 or whatever but like i think once you get into startups and stuff it's gonna air towards kittle because of his age i think that's a big enough difference for people 
because people go, you know, people right now see what Kelsey's doing. And it's like really, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like, you know, when, when you get, get to that point where you got to draft somebody, most of the time people are going to go, man, he's four years younger. And, you know, I, I think that we will see most people do that. But the more aggressive play is taking Kelsey for sure. Right. Agreed. Agreed. So we, we got one more on the show sheet, so we're going to wrap it up. And uh, this is from uh, Titties Are Fun at Two Titties Are Fun. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> He's in, uh, We're in a league together. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You guys can you guys can have fun. Um, who is the what most girlfriend? Who is the most random player that will win someone a playoff matchup this week? So, so Bill, I'll, I'll let you go first. Who who is that random guy that's going to win you the playoffs this week? Random guy to win playoffs. I really did not think of this before. Uh, you just read that. All right. So you um, want me to go first while you think? Yeah, please. Okay, so I am I am going to go with my name is Jeff. Uh Jeff Wilson 49ers. He's going to be the guy this week. It looks like Raheem Mostert's not going to play. Dallas sucks at the run game. Yes, I know I just said this about Gio, but I mean we've seen Jeff Wilson have a three touchdown game this season. Listen, every, everyone who runs for the 49ers is just good because of the zone block system. Like, th- that's what it is. Like, I'm not saying that Jeff Wilson is the most talented running back in the league or anything, but he's a guy who plays in a good system that we've seen go off already once this season when he's had the opportunity. Prime matchup against the Dallas defense. <laughs> I th- I think there's going to be a lot of people. You've heard that before, haven't we? Uh, I know Geo, but you know I, I think I think if we're going to rate Geo and Jeff Wilson, I think we could both agree we would rather have Jeff Wilson. Um, things I didn't think I would say in 2020. Um, add that to the list to, to the million millions of other things I didn't think I was going to say this year. But um, yeah, so I, I think Jeff Wilson is going to be that random guy, you know. Somebody has them, you know, in a league that I'm in, somebody's trying to sell Jeff Wilson for a first. Good luck with that. Um, you know, I wish everyone good luck, and I hope they get as much. It's ambitious. I, I hope people get as much for their assets as they can possibly. I mean, it won't be for me, but, but uh, I hope somebody pays your price. Um, but, yeah, I think Jeff Wilson, I think, is going to be a random guy, a guy that week one you definitely did not think about uh, as you were heading towards a playoff push. Um, but he's a guy now that could, could be a league winner. You got, you got one now, Bill. I, I stalled. I, do. As as I could. All right. Yep. Um, I am going to go with Russell Gage from Atlanta. Um, even like removing last week when he did pretty incredibly um, earlier in the season, you know, when he was out there, when he was kind of that second option, he did really well. And so I feel like he's, he's one of those guys that can put up a huge week um, that might be like if you're in a start 11 or something and you got to start, you know, you have four flex or whatever, like he, he could be a really good um, play and you end up just getting, you know, that he's random enough. I think if Jeff Wilson's r- random, then so is he. I, li- I like Russell Gage. I mean, we saw kind of, it was like the first two or three weeks with him where he kind of blew up and all of a sudden, 
a lot of people in, in redraft spent a lot of fab to go get him. And then he got hurt. And then there was a lot of back and forth. And, you know, Julio ain't in this week. And, you know, it, it's, let's face it, it seems like Atlanta's always trying to throw their way out of a problem. So Russell Gage is going to be part of that, part of that, I think. And I think that's a good one. You know, again, a guy week one of the season, if I said, hey, who do you think is going to help, you know, get you through? the uh through to the uh playoffs we would not have said russell gage and jeff wilson so uh two randoms that i think could uh could pay off big time but uh, we got we got this in the in the chat and i want to go over it since we have a couple minutes before we uh we're gonna sign off so this is from uh deandre chris uh rate my team 10 man league not ppr he's got russ Adams, A.J. Brown, Dalvin Cook, Kenny Galladay. Dalvin Cook again. He's so nice, you got to say it twice. It's a two-copy league. <laughs> copy league. He got both copies. Smart. Um, James Robinson, Darren Waller, uh, Justin Tucker. And on the bench, he's got uh, Robbie Anderson and T.J. Hawkinson. So, I mean, I like this. You know, I'm assuming this is a one QB league. So you got Wilson. uh you know, you got Adams and AJ Brown. Assuming you're starting two wide receivers, you got Dalvin Cook and James Robinson as your starting running backs. Waller, and then um, Justin Tucker. Um, he's the best kicker in the game. I don't know a ton about kickers, but I know he's the best That'll one. Be in the good. Game. He's the best one right now. And then you got you got Robbie Anderson and TJ Hawkinson uh, on the bench. I, I like that team. I mean, it's a 10-team league. You know, everyone is going to have a bunch of players. But, I mean, I think you have a top-five quarterback. You have the wide receiver one in the league right now. You have Dalvin Cook, who can be argued for at least this season as the running back one. You know, James Waller – or James Waller. Whew, Darren Waller, who we talked about earlier as probably the tight end three. TJ Hawkinson, who I think is ascending. I think he's going to be in that conversation. Maybe he's even four right now. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you know, he's he's knocking on the door to be included in that group with the uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller group. And then, um, you know, Robbie Anderson, who's been who's been pretty nice most of the season. So uh, love that team. I think it's a, it's a team that can contend for a long time. So. On that note, Bill, I think we, uh, as I like to say, I think we hit all the high notes. So, you know, thank you guys. Another episode in the books. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat. Jerry, Jerry O'Shea, our main man from Ireland, was was killing it in the chat. A lot of good stuff. DeAndre Chris with that last question is good. Lindsey Kennedy always comes out and always says what's up and gives uh gives her, uh, you know her her two cents and her opinion. Uh, and, and there were a lot of other people that were in and out doing their thing, so we appreciate that as well. You know, if you if you're watching us and you haven't subscribed and hit the bell, do that. You know, let you know when we go live, and you know, I, I like those little reminders. I do it for a lot of. Uh, a lot of my favorite podcasters that, you know, I, I have one set up for, you know, like the open bar. Like sometimes I'm running around on a Tuesday and I just forget and I'm just 
I get that little bell notification. I'm like, oh yeah, awesome. Like I definitely would have forgotten because I was super busy today and, you know, I, I put them on. Um, and it also lets you know when uh, anyone on that network goes live. So if there's anything else that's happening, you're going to get that alert too. Um, if you're listening to us on podcast, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you guys too. Like, listen, hour and six minutes. Listen, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Bill, in Detroit, but I know up here we're getting a bunch of snow right now. Like, it, it, you know, actually, while I was shoveling, it turned into hail. And I had to go inside the house because I got hit in the eye with a piece of hail, and that that hurt. It was it was not pleasant, as they say. So, uh, you know, but you could be doing anything. You could be shoveling if you're, you know, in the same general area that I am. You could be, you know, working out, running, you know, hanging out with your family. But you're deciding to listen to us, and and we got to say we appreciate that. And if you are doing it, make sure you're subscribed. Tell all your friends to subscribe. Don't worry. If you're the first one in your league, let us know. We'll give you the, the extra special information that we won't give to the rest of your league. Um, rate and review uh, helps us. Uh, we look at it, but it also helps get our name out there to other people who are looking into this thing. So, Bill, on that note, man, I think we are out of here. Late. Late.